with a great word. Amen. You may be seated. Greetings. I'm just so blessed to be here. Man, living word, Inland Empire. Hallelujah. Come on, give yourself a hand. Come on. Amen, amen. This is my first time here, and I am just so blessed to see the favor that God has given your wonderful pastors. I mean, you guys are beyond blessed to have such awesome pastors and, and Pastor Edgy and Pastoria Sonia. Can you give them give a hand, would you? God bless you. God bless you. I do appreciate this opportunity to worship with each of you. You know, church, our God takes pleasure in turning our marriages, somebody say marriages, and families, say families, from chaos and dysfunction into God-centered, loving relationships. Every one of us, in one way or another, have some type of dysfunction in our family. We have. And this present generation, I've never seen such a dysfunctional generation. And this house, under the leadership of your pastors, is a lighthouse to this area that's going to reach families. God cares, and God has an unbelievable heart for marriages and for families. Turn to your neighbor and say, God cares. Tonight, I'm going to go to the book of Hosea. So if you grab your Bible, turn to the book of Hosea. And I'm going to show you how God took a broken marriage and a hurting family and restored them through the miracle of his love. I'm going to put my teaching cap on tonight, and I'm going to show you probably some points here that maybe you've never seen before. seems like automatically when you talk about the prophet Hosea, instantly you think, oh yeah, that's a young prophet that hooked up with a harlot. And we just kind of label him with that, and that's about as far as the story goes. But there's a beautiful picture of how a dysfunctional marriage and a dysfunctional family was touched by God and they became focused on God, and God blessed them. And so tonight, it's my desire to show you a different aspect of love. See, God needs, um, and God wants us to know him, his ways, and his heart. I'm going to say that again. God needs, and God wants you and I to know him. How? His ways and his heart. You see, church, he wants to reveal his unconditional love to us. However, he needs messengers that can carry the spirit of his heart. In other words, God is looking for men and for women he can use to reveal his heart to others. And so God has called each of us. And one of our main priorities is that when people see us, they can see the heart of the Father being revealed through us. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus is inside of you. In fact, some people, the only Jesus they'll ever see is the Jesus in you. And so it's the Father's heart to, to reveal himself and his heart to others through you. Now, the book of Hosea is a story of a young prophet in Israel, okay? And Hosea is a messenger who can speak as God's oracle to the people of Israel. And he is to bring the heart 
and the revelation of God to the people. That's his mandate. That's his call. So I'm going to start this message tonight with what is the end of the story. Most of us like to read the end of the book first. So you will hear the story of Hosea and Gomer, his wife, and then we'll return once again to the text of Hosea 2, verses 14, 15, and 16. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Hosea chapter 2, verses 14, 15, and 16. And this is the only scripture that I'm going to base this message from tonight, this teaching. And from the King James Version, it reads this way. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth uh, and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, uh, that thou shalt call me Ishi and shalt call me no more Bali, with every head bowed and eye closed. Father, I thank you tonight that your presence is here among us. And we do not take that for granted because only in your presence can lasting fruitful change take place. So Holy Spirit, we give you permission to be at work, to be at construction in our hearts and our mind. I pray, Father Lord, I empty myself of self and ask you to use me, to speak through me, that those here under the sound of my voice, it would be your voice with hungry hearts ears to hear, heart to receive, and we'll be careful to give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus' name, and everyone said, uh, amen. You know, church, through the years as a pastor, over 25 years, um, I have counseled numerous women uh, who have lived as abused, battered women. And even after enduring such terrible living conditions, um, they are seldom attracted to gentle, kind men. They leave Joe, so to speak, because Joe was abusive, belittling, and was beating her. Yet she doesn't want to get with Bob, so to speak, because Bob is such a quiet and a kind guy. You see, the quiet, kind, and considerate men seem to her like a brother. Whereas the nasty, hateful guy seems like a real man. And part of the problem is she doesn't believe the kind and loving man is sincere and really feels love towards her. I've had this happen countless times in counseling sessions. Repeat this with me tonight. It is hard to save someone that doesn't know that they are drowning. Think about that, church. You see, the world is loaded with dysfunctional, drowning people and it is the same way within the church at large across the world. You see, often many people cannot relate to love. They have a difficult time. They don't feel good enough about themselves. And they think and they feel, how could God love me? After all, me. You know, and it's from this wrong concept that we try to perform to attain his love. It's an attempt to prove our worthiness of love. Some people today even do that same thing with salvation. We try to pray more. We try to read more. We try to do more thinking that God will receive us more. That's what's called a work-based salvation. We're saved by faith through grace. Can I hear an amen? 
We don't have to go to church. We get to go to church. We don't have to pay our tithe. We get to pay our tithe. Can I hear an amen? But a lot of people can't relate to love because they don't feel worthy of love. They're insecure. Hear this truth tonight, church. When you've dealt with all your sins, when you've dealt with all of your perversions, he will love you no more then than now. Are you listening to me? No more than now. You see, God's struggle, think of this, God's struggle has always been to be known. And he wants us to know his mind. He wants us to take a a look and see him in another dimension because he wants to take us to a new level. We are often dysfunctional people desperate to understand infinite and unconditional love. We struggle with that at times. You see, we are a peculiar people. Peculiar people are dysfunctional people that are beginning to understand the infinite love of a glorious God. You see, we are motivated by things that we can't be seen or explained. Repeat this with me. God wants to invite me into the miracle of love. That's the title of the message tonight, the miracle of love. Of love, and God wants to invite you wherever you are in your walk with the Lord. God wants to invite you into the miracle of love. You see, church, He wants us to know His unconditional love and how He relates to us. He wants us to relate to our loved ones in the same way. Listen, God uses experiences of our own lives to teach us about Himself. He's going to use experiences in your own life to teach you about him and his unconditional love for you. God is a father who would sacrifice his son, Jesus, for the sins of the world. Therefore, church, he needed a man who would carry the same fathering heart. And by the way, you are so blessed to have a pastor that is a spiritual father and has a father's heart. So the Father's heart, we need to catch that. He wants us to know that, to really come to the depths of understanding his heart as a father. Yes, he's God, but he's also Father. God the Father, God the Son. Oh, he family matters to God. He created it. He's the author of it. It matters to him. So let's consider for a moment tonight Abraham. God had a relationship with Abraham and wanted him to be an oracle to the people. But in order for Abraham to be so, God needed Abraham to possess the same fathering heart. Are you following me, church? You see, God gave Abraham what? A son. Why? So that Abraham would experience and know the enormity of the passions that God the Father feels. He asked Abraham to sacrifice his son. Why? Out of a love for his God. Why? So that Abraham would experience the power and the depth of the emotion that God would feel when he gave his son for the love of us, his people. He wanted Abraham to know how it felt to him. When you connect with the heart of God, it alters you. It changes you. So God requires Abraham to take Isaac up the mountain to sacrifice him on an altar. And we know God stopped him just before he plunged the knife into his son. And suddenly God provided a ram instead. We know the story. You see, church, God was teaching Abraham the enormity of his 
God's sacrifice. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's sacrifice for us. A father sacrificing his son for his people. And this would be paramount to knowing God's heart. Paramount to knowing God's heart. Abraham needed to feel what God's heart would feel. God was inviting him into the miracle of love. And God wanted Abraham to know the unknowable. Tell the one sitting next to you, God wants us to know his heart. See, when you know the heart of God, you move out of religion and you move right into relationship. Come on and give the father a praise right there. He desires relationship with you. He desires for you to know his heart so that you can reflect it for all to see. So today, many people can't figure out what is happening in their lives. Listen to this preacher tonight, church. Right now, God is inviting you into a miracle of love, and you personally have to experience it. You personally have to experience it. You can't get it out of a book. You can't get it off a CD. It's then you will understand things about God. There's no other way to know. He's going to use your experiences in life to reveal his heart to you. So what happens is that God takes us from the logos, uh, the written text, to the rhema, which is manifested life. Now the Greek or Hebrew logos uh, could not have taught you or me. No way. You see, God wanted you and I to know patience. He therefore exposed you to problems. Mm. God wanted you to know power. He therefore exposed you to struggles. God wanted you to know that you know. Because when you know, nobody can take what you know away from you. Mm, come on, somebody. Tell the one sitting next to you, welcome to the miracle of love. You see, church, your life becomes the living epistle. People read you and now believe him because they see the Father's heart reflecting through you. And when you get done going through what you're going through, you will know something about your God, about yourself, and your loved one that you would have never known before. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to know. Let's shift to our story now. Hosea is the story of a fine young man, a young prophet who had kept himself clean in a polluted world. He was an upstanding citizen in the kingdom of God. God had carefully prepared him for marriage, for family, and he had reached that time in his life. So God called him. He says, come here, Hosea, my young, clean prince. The name Hosea, I looked it up, translates deliverance. Say deliverance. Hosea means what? Deliverance. So God says, I have a wife for you, Hosea. I'm sure Hosea was very excited. Think of this. He's a young man. He's saying, which one is it, Lord? Is it Sally in the choir? Not her? Okay. Is it Mary in the children's ministry? <laughs> Not her either? Then how about Sue in the greeter's ministry? Surely it's her, Lord. Her not? No, no. She's not really what I thought, but okay. Not her either? Lord, what are you doing? What? You want me to go down to the corner where the harlots are? I rebuke you, devil, in the name of Jesus. 
You want me to do what? Go down to the corner? Lord, don't you know that's a bad neighborhood down there? My future wife is down there? What is she doing down there, Lord? What's up? Church, isn't it funny? When we live clean lives, we think God owes us something. We too say, which one is it, Lord? Her? Lord, prophets don't marry women like that. Lord, what will the other prophets say? Church, listen to me. The miracle is not that Hosea married her. That was just simple obedience. The miracle is that he loved her. Father's heart, that's what we're catching. He loved her. He never thought he could feel that way about someone like that on the wrong side of the tracks. You don't, who needs fiction when you have the Bible? It's got some amazing, tremendous stories. You see, not only did he love her, but she was on his mind all the time. His mind is racing, thinking, but Lord, none of the brothers think I should marry her. But Lord, everybody says she won't be a good wife. And Lord, she has not been raised in church, but I'll admit, I do love her. How many like the way I interpret the scriptures? It's alive. But Lord, I do love her. Lord, even though she is dysfunctional, used, and abused, I do love her. It does not matter that she has known other men. I still love her. See, God is teaching Hosea the lesson that he taught Abraham, and that is that he could catch his father's heart. The true miracle of love. You see, church, in spite of everything, Hosea loved Gomer. He would give her a house. She's never had one before. He would fix up her room and plant a flower garden too. She would have regular visits to the spa and have her nails fixed and her hair fixed and she would be looking fine. She would have fine jewelry and new dresses. No, it doesn't say that in the word of God, but I thought I would just add that. Why would he do those things? Because he loved her. Mm. Church, the name Gomer translates and means complete. Say Gomer means complete. What does Hosea mean? Deliverance. Mm. So Hosea says to her, you've never really been complete. My name is Hosea. It means deliverance. I've come to bring you into completeness, and Hosea loved her. Tonight, I challenge you to see yourself through the eyes of Gomer. And this will be more than just a storytelling, but it will deal with your heart and bring healing where there may be brokenness. Listen to me. Love will make you do some wild things. I'm 61 and have a 13-month-old daughter. It'll make you do some crazy things. Oh, but I'm blessed. 
Don't act like love never made you do something crazy. See, when you're in that type of love, you will put up with things you never thought you would put up with. Hosea took her into his house and was wanting and willing to assist her in becoming the lady that he knew she was. She didn't know it, but he knew it. So as the story develops, uh, Gomer is in internal conflict. Anybody here ever been just messed up on the inside? Internal conflict. That's how we find Gomer in the story. Perhaps nobody realized it because she had learned how to dress and conduct herself in a proper manner. See, we know how to dress up and come to church and to act right, but we might be dying on the inside. Hosea was good to her. But she was restless. Say restless. Mm. Say it again. Restless. She had children, but she was restless. She had several more children, but still she remained restless. Gomer began disappearing for long periods of time, and her explanations were becoming very, very weak. And she was trying to be what she was supposed to be, but she knows I'm not what or who Hosea thinks I am. So she stays away longer and longer. Dysfunctional marriage, dysfunctional family. Turn to your neighbor and say, God cares about family. See, church, have we not all tried at one time to be what we were supposed to be, but yet fell short, only to deal with the internal conflict? Yes, Gomer was restless, yet Hosea took care of the kids, took care of the chores, and he worked. Hosea 2, verses 3 and 4, says the children born of her were of her restless wanderings. Hosea knew the kids didn't even look like him, yet Hosea loved them and took care of them. Turn your neighbor and say, Hosea was a bad dude. Hmm. Question, how many things, mistakes, and failures have you and I birthed that God has taken care of today? Like Hosea, they weren't God's. These strange spiritual children we've birthed do not even look like God. Yet God still took care of them. Why, Pastor? Because they were yours. God takes care of them because he's good, because he loves you. Though they don't look like God's, he blesses them. Mm. It's a crazy love story, isn't it? Likewise, Hosea was not stupid. He knew those kids didn't look like him. Also, church, God is not ignorant. God was allowing his young prophet to know what he felt like loving his people and what he had gone through to reach out to love his people. Yes, even in their mistakes and wonderings. You see, church, in other words, God was making Hosea to know a rhema word, thereby teaching Hosea to understand the heart of God. He was making Hosea's life a living epistle to be read by men. Now, Hosea would be able to communicate the heart of God. You talk about ministry 101 training, how to have the heart of God and reflect it. Wow. 
kids don't even look like me. I got straight hair and this guy's got a fro. Man, what's going on? He was preparing Hosea, the clean young prophet. As our story continues, one day complete, Gomer, left deliverance, Hosea, and didn't return. Question, church. Why would we leave deliverance at home and go back into the world? What makes the prodigal end up in the hog pen? What makes the backslider slide into the mud of life? Gomer knew she should have been back by now, yet she was right back where she began. I believe there may be some here today that know you should have been back by now. Have you wandered away in your heart from those that truly love you? Are you still in bondage to that same weak excuse? Have you left deliverance at home and now left feeling less than complete? You see, Hosea went looking for Gomer, complete. Mm. Some of us say, I'm glad she's gone later for her. Last thing I'm going to do is go run you down. Hosea, deliverance, went looking for Gomer, complete. He went to all the usual places, but he could not find her. On his way home, he noticed a large crowd was gathered at the marketplace. Perhaps it was some kind of auction. Perhaps some pottery, art, or rugs were being sold. The search was on, and God, through Hosea, deliverance, is looking for someone. Repeat this with me. Love searches unconditionally and with persistence. We have to get the gospel outside of the four walls. We've got to run with deliverance so that there can be completeness. See, church, Israel was, the children of Israel was delivered from Egypt. But there's a difference between deliverance and freedom. It took 40 years of restless wandering to get them free. Oh, they were delivered, but yet they weren't walking in freedom. And deliverance went looking for Gomer to bring freedom and completeness. That's what we should be doing with the heart of God. Church Hosea was searching for what was his. This is always the heart of true love. The word says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth. It also says Jesus came seeking to save that which is lost. How many believe Gomer was lost? And God was teaching Hosea his heart and how it felt to him when his own children turned from him. Now Hosea realizes that it's a slave auction. Then he looks and sees Gomer up on the auction block. Now see it through Hosea's eyes. Her hair's matted. Her fine clothes are tattered and torn. What happened? She was covered with mud and her fine jewelry was stripped from her. It was gone. There's his bride, his wife. She is not some tramp or disposable item. She has been given his name. Hosea thinks, why are those men doing? What are they doing? They're poking and prodding at her. What? Someone may try to buy her? No, no way. 
She's mine. You can't buy her. What? No one thinks she's worth anything? No, stop. I will give everything I have. Don't hurt her anymore. I love her. I want her just as she is. That's what's happening here when he sees his wife upon the auction block. It was his. Church, it was embarrassing to have to buy back what was already his. But that is what redemption is, to buy back or redeem. We could not find God, so he searched for us and found us. We could not find love, so love found us. It picks us up out of the miry clay and mud. God comes searching for you and me. He cares about marriages. He cares about family. When Pastor Edgy told me that he was starting a series on family and doing it here, it just excited me because that's what this generation needs. They need to see what an honest to goodness Holy Ghost family is. And God's called you to find him and to know his ways and to know his heart and reflect it through your personal life, reflect it through your marriage, reflect it through your family. You see, church, this is what salvation is. It buys back to redeem us. When I couldn't come to him, he came to me. When I was bound in my sin and I could not find him, he found Lou. And when I personally blew it over and over again, he said, Lou, be still. I'm coming to get you. That's how he loved me. Hosea, deliverance, Redeems Gomer completeness. Hosea tells her, I'm taking you home. You have been down low and you have returned to your dysfunction, but I'm going to raise you up. I know you don't think much of yourself, but I know all about you and I want you. I'm going to clothe you in clean garments. I'm going to conduct myself as a righteous man before you completeness. I know you've been unfaithful and it breaks my heart, but I'll bless you in spite of yourself. I love you unconditionally. Do you hear the Father's heart in this tonight through this story? What a love story. Church, this is what makes the worshiper the worshiper, knowing that God knows all about you and loved you anyway. He redeemed you. He broke the chains of slavery off you, and he raised you up from the dirt and clay. This is the miracle of, this is the foundation of a powerful and lasting relationship. That's what families are, are comprised of, that type of unconditional love for first the Lord and then one another. Tell the one next to you the miracle of love is coming for you. Mm-hmm. You see, Gomer couldn't find her way back home without deliverance. Hosea took her by the hand. When everyone else said she was worthless, he said, I want to make you complete. You've been restless all your life, but you are more than your past or your childhood or your present mistakes. You are more. Oh, you're more than what people have labeled you, church. You are more. He says to her, God has sent deliverance to marry you. He will make you complete. I know the children aren't mine, but I love you. I know you have made mistakes 
but I love you. Church, Hosea was now portraying a true revelation of God. God's love is perfect and is not based on our performance. Repeat this with me. I should have lost my mind, my life, but God pulled me out. I didn't get out of my own. He pulled me out. I dare you to give him 10 seconds of praise. I dare you to lift your hands and thank him that he loved you just where you were. He came looking for you. He delivered you. He's bringing completeness to you. He loves you unconditionally. Again, our text, Hosea 2, 14 through 16, reads this way. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her vineyards uh, from thence in the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the days when she came up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishi. And shall call me no more Bali. You see, church, when Hosea got her home, he gave her the valley of Achor. Deliverance gave her back everything the devil had tried to steal from her. Her inheritance, her name, and her blessings were restored and returned. What has the enemy stolen from you? Because Deliverance is looking for you to bring completeness to you and restore back to you everything the enemy has stolen from your marriage, from your family, and from your calling. As I push for a closing, this is a message we all need to hear, church. Our God is able to make you complete in ways you never knew possible. He is able to deliver. He's able to lift you up. He's able to bring you home. He's able to clean you up, justify you, sanctify you, and glorify you. Gomer says, you bought me fair and square. I'm your Bali. I look up that word. Bali means my master. But Hosea says, I didn't buy you to enslave you. No, I bought you to set you free. Don't call me Bali. My name is Ishi. Ishi means my husband. Hosea is saying, I'm a covenant-keeping husband, and my God is a covenant-keeping God. True love always keeps covenant. Because Hosea reflected the heart of God, he is saying, I'll be your Jehovah Jireh. I'll be your provider. Call me Ishi. Completeness. Whenever you are in trouble and don't know where to turn, turn to Ishi. I am your deliverer. I love you unconditionally. With every head bowed, every eye closed. Tonight, right now, the Spirit of God is inviting you into his miracle of love. Your Ishi awaits you. The miracle of love. It's a different take on love. A different reflection of marriage. A different picture of family. You talk about a broken individual, Gomer. Tormented. Restless. And her restlessness put her through 
restless wanderings. And consequences were attached to the restlessness. Tonight, maybe there's some here that have never received the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Maybe you've never heard a message like this before and just like you feel like you have butterflies on the inside of your stomach. That's the love of God saying, I love you just as you are, but I love you too much to leave you the way you are. Tonight, with an uplifted hand, you would say, Pastor Lou, would you include me in a closing prayer? If that's you tonight, and maybe you've wandered off and you don't mean to, but you've ended up lukewarm and you want to rededicate your life, first time salvation, rededication, lift your hand up high, would you? Would you come? Let me pray with you. Would you join me here at the altar? Come on, church. Give them a big hand. We're not trying to embarrass you. We care about you. We love you.